Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh. there boys and girls welcome to only stupid answers the best damn podcast you can put your moist oh no no sam stop little ears into that was good that was the longest one i've that ever was... done hey man no one knows what that but patreon people know what it is no one knows what that is yeah it could be anything making but that it's sound. the longest one you've ever done it is you're welcome yeah guys this is only stupid answers uh the podcast where we talk about movies yes tv shows yes. uh comic books sometimes yes. Uh, space, yeah, aliens, scary things, mm, cryptids, yeah. And there's other stuff. It uh, it's a catch-all. Yes, we did. We talk about everything fun. Yes, uh, it's, uh, the hosts of the show, you know, the guy over there. My name is DJ Woldridge. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash everywhere that place that matters. Guy over here, Sam, and a very special guest this episode Ooh, returning what up, what up, what for up. the fifth. This is your tenth, fifty. How many times you've been on the show a lot? I've actually never left. No, mm. you've just been waiting quite like. Can I? Uh, you. <laughs> you she do. with the audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's just her and then corpses. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Maud? Pretty good. Are you excited to talk this about Star weekend. Wars? Pew, pew, pew. This is like when my, this is my busiest weekend. Yeah. Anytime a Star Wars movie comes and you, out. And you saw it like, what, three weeks ago or something like that? I saw it at the world premiere, actually. Ooh. Wow. Yes. I was walking down the carpet and I saw all the stars and I saw George Lucas and I saw John Favreau and I was touching distance from them. Mm-hmm. I saw um, Mother of Dragons. Nice. Yes. She's got the craziest eyebrows I've ever seen. Dude, they try move all over the goddamn place. I don't place. think she's got control over them anymore. Yeah. I think that they are senti- sentient. Because like I can move them up and down, and yeah. then some people have like a point when they raise their eyebrows, they actually come to points. Instead, my it's like some stupid stuff like half my family can do and half my family can't do. Hers though are like little worms inside of her face that yeah. like she can do the wave the, with her brows. It, yeah, it goes all oh. the way. I can. Mine is like. The, that that really stiff white guy at the party that goes down on the floor and like does like a flop. That's what my eyebrows can do. Hers though is like the full like breaking all your vertebrae doing the worm. Anywho, that was really that's pretty cool, and I'm excited to talk more about Solo. We've never talked about this movie before, so yeah, can't wait to exciting. know our hot takes on this movie. And I can give you the scoop of what I did chat with the cast about as well, if anyone's interested, because that's the Ooh. only way that I am relevant. <laughs> tell us the secrets. Tell us the secrets. Tell us the secrets. Tell us. The secrets. Now, before we dive into solo, though, we like to start off every episode uh, by reading our five star reviews on iTunes because it's the only can... way we make it through the week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to our podcast on a ton of different platforms. And if you want to know what all those platforms are, plus all our social media, all that stuff, you can go to onlystupidanswers.com. Yes. Uh, but we love it when you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Also, this is important to know. If yeah. you've given a five-star review and it's been six months and you're like, oh, boy, do I want to give another one? You can. Yeah, you They'll totally let you do can. another one. You totally can. It would. It helps us get higher on the charts, which gets us more ads. means we can do more things. Exactly. Well, Sam, I'll do it right now. Thank Woo! you, so, audience. <laughs> that was Tim. Uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, Tim <laughs> thanks, Tim. Uh, we're going to talk later, Tim. Uh, I this, can't wait. <laughs> this uh, this five-star review. 
review is from Kim Raj Three, first time listener. Listened to you guys for the first time yesterday, and I'd say I'm hooked. Love the banter and topics you guys cover. So just keep doing what you're doing because I'm a fan. Smiley, Smiley face. face. We have another one here from Moist Little Ears. Represent five stars. Katum sixty nine. This podcast is like receiving a gift from a dear friend every week. I trust these guys with movies and TV reviews. You guys are awesome. This is an Instagram lot, Snapchat. <laughs> uh, that that was a very sweet review from both you, sweet. I don't know what gender you guys are. Individuals. Thank it's you. It's irrelevant so much. anymore. Yes, genders don't exist. Right. Wait, anyway, did I say the right? Did I do the wrong hot take? I'll figure it out. You must have said something right because you ended the conversation. <laughs> <I did. laughs> when the room goes silent, I win. You did <laughs> so. Thank you for those five-star reviews. We appreciate that. We're going to dive into what we're into this week. It's what we're into this week. It could be movies. It could be TV shows. It could be books. It could be goddamn new hobby you have but, all over the place. But before we jump into what we're into this week, let's take a second and talk about our pals over at ZipRecruiter. I made it a song. You did make it a song. I like that you make things that are songs. There, there are some people online that were singing the jingles that we made for free yeah. of other brands. So might as well. Let's add wait, a wait, jingle. Let's try. Oh, hold on. Let's try. Zip. Recruiter. Recruiter. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hiring? Are you posting your position to job sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it? That sounds like a real honest-to-goodness hassle, all right? So ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. That is so quick. That's too fast. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. And businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs, all right? So get out a pen and paper. Write this down. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. You write this down. Free. F-R-E-E. All right. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash stupid. One more time. All right. Write it out, ZipRecruiter.com slash stupid. Third time, just because some we of like us are, hey. we're slower writers. That's me. This is for me. <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com slash stupid. Don't waste any time. Go check them out. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. Now back to the show. So now is the part of the episode where we like to talk about stuff that we've checked out, movies, TV shows, whatever, that maybe we haven't had a chance to talk about or we don't think people are talking about enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sam. Oh. Is there something? Oh, what? Well, you know, when I'm on the show, I make you guys do a powered mm-hmm. because we do power up uh, and what? powered uh, for Geek Bomb, which obviously is an acronym. And we ask everyone to share what you're currently playing, watching, reading, and doing. Mm. So maybe that's good. We could just condense it because it can take a while. Yeah. <laughs> People love shit. Yeah. So, Sam, what are you currently playing? Pla- oh, what? Detroit. Uh, beyond it's not it's De- not beyond human. That's a different subtitle for another sh- yeah. uh, game. But no. Detroit, there's a demo on PlayStation. If you guys haven't downloaded it yet, it's the same demo that was that was shown when the game was first announced. Cool. What are you watching? Hey, Barry. Wait, reading on HBO. Uh, <laughs> That's a bad noise. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Love I'm it. rereading it. I wanted to reread it again because I really like the attention to detail that Brian Lee O'Malley do, uh, puts into recreating Toronto in, in a comic book. Yeah. Literally every place you visit is an actual what place. What are you doing? 
uh, podcast. Cool. <laughs> DJ. Sprained ankle. Uh, <laughs> What's your playing, powers? I'm not playing anything right now. I'm uh, a little too too slammed you, with. You're playing with Tim's emotions. Yep. Yeah, I'm playing <laughs> with Tim's emotions. Uh, reading. Watching. Re- watching. Um, I've been checking out. Um, Problem areas on HBO. Whites and Axe problem areas on, on HBO. Uh, reading now? Yep. Yes. Uh, Lock and Key. Yeah. Yeah, Sam's got the whole collection of Lock and Key. He's been loaning it to me so I can read it. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, and then, When are you going to give me your goddamn password back for the... It's my Amazon password. I'm scared to give that to people I know. You have to, I have to hand over my iPad every time. Yes. Mm. I, a lot of people got kicked off of that Comixology account because I had a, I paired it to my Amazon. I'm like, no, now you have my credit cards. I don't want you guys <laughs> yeah, to have fair. that. Yeah. <laughs> don't trust me. Uh, Do it. Doing, doing, it's the last couple days of my Chaos Theory Kickstarter campaign and there's there's a there's a chunk left to go. There's been uh, people, people were kind of intimidated by the, the breadth of the project and um, so uh, it may not happen. It may not happen. Um, I do. I'm. I'm currently trying to figure out stuff to make it make parts of it happen. Um, but if you'd like to see it happen, I highly recommend you go to chaostheorycomic.com and contribute because that's the only way. It's making comics is uh, crazy expensive because you have to pay your artist, your colorist, your letterer, my um, cover artist, uh, printing costs to get it to you. Uh, there's a bunch of rewards that I, I that you guys could could get. All that costs uh, money. So uh, the only way it could possibly happen ever um, is through a crowdfunding campaign like this. So if you're interested in it, if you want to support any comics, if if you want to see more projects from me like this, I highly recommend you go to chaostheorycomic.com and contribute. And also stay tuned on my Twitter uh, for what the the next phase could be. Very cool. Yeah. Keep an eye out for it, Maude. Hell yeah. Playing. Um, I want to get back into Stardew Valley. I took a little bit of time off. The problem is I'm trying to seduce a character called Sam at the moment, and that's just hell off. Hold, hold on. I need to pause real quick. What was the title of the thing again? Stardew Valley. Yeah, well, you said it again. Sorry. Say it. What's the... Stardew Valley. So it is oh what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is Star, it? Star... Jew Valley. Stardew Valley. Come on, guys. It's my accent. Yeah, okay. I know that, but you kept saying Star-Dew. it the same way. Yeah, because yeah, when I say Dew, uh-huh. it's Jew. Cool. Yeah. So Stardew Star like Valley. Call of Judy. Yeah. Anyway, you yeah. guys say duty. <laughs> yeah. um, this is actually a game that Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther, is obsessed with. Nice. Um, it's a kind of like a 16-bit or like a pixelated sort of um, design game where you take over your parents' recently deceased farm. Okay. Um, and I it's like you were going to say bodies, and I was like, oh, no. Mm. Go on. Body snatches. <laughs> uh, but it's just a really, really cute game. Um, it's kind of it's supposed to be aimed for like younger people, but a lot of adults are obsessed with it, and you're just supposed to cultivate the farm and you know grow grow things and then the more you play the more you can build up and you know have relationships with the with the town and there's little tasks it's real cute cool, That's cool. so it sounds like a harvest moon type deal Ish. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah but like a, i don't know it's a, it hooks you um where can people play it i mean i'm playing it on my macbook okay. uh, but i really recommend playing it on this nintendo switch cool. uh, yes you've got a switch yay you do yeah. I, I have that. Give it a go. No. Yes. Your birthday's coming up. Maybe I'll get it for you for your birthday. Thank you. Oh, that's all sweet, Maud. Thank you, You're welcome. August. A, a day in there. No. Watching. 
Um, I just finished two seasons of Unreal. Do you remember when we did a show on SourceFed and Matt Lieberman was the one that was um, advocating it? He yes. was talking about it and that's when I first heard about Which it. Which one's Unreal? Unreal is like, it's supposed to be the behind the scenes look at reality television um, and it's the Bachelor sort of S. And it's series. the drama, it's dramatized, right? Like um, 100%. But that movie really got under my skin and in my head. I felt anxious and I was like, it made me feel a little bit sick inside because it's really destructive and it's emotionally abusive. So there you go. Yeah, cool. Watch that. Uh-huh. And then reading, um, I'm reading a series called Crown of Thorns series. It's by a female uh, fantasy author, Sarah J. Maas. It's basically, it starts off being like... Mm, uh, a kinky beauty and the beast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the female gaze, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Sometimes I'm walking my dog and I'm like, holy shit, I'm so glad my dog can't hear what's happening because <laughs> it's getting a little bit hot. Anyway, and I'm doing, I'm actually launching a label, guys. It's what? called, it's called, exactly. It's called what? <laughs> oh, well, all right. He had to guess that. That's um, good because most people are like, what is it called? Is, that, you know, what? What? is it called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, what? Um, it's uh, basically a geeky street line so it's subtle nostalgia geek um, and really cool retro wear so I'm going to be doing a photo shoot for that soon and That's you super can check cool. out Shop What on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and yeah it's all California made so it's locally made and it's handmade hey. so it's only made to order so it's not mass produced at all it's yeah. you know super quality over quantity and I'm losing sleep over it, but it's, it's so cool, guys. That's yeah, so cool. That's yeah. awesome. You know when you start a project and you're like, oh my God, this is so much bigger than I thought it would be? Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I ordered samples and I ordered 52 items. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> doing a giveaway soon, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. How well, cool is that? That's very exciting. I'm wearing one right now. This is one of the looks. It, cool. Put it up for to the microphone for the listeners. <laughs> For those wow, that, are, that sounds California made. It's a nice. It's a nice. I want to say it's a nice green, but there's probably a more specific. This teal. has been washed about five times as well, and it hasn't lost the color. That's nice. awesome. It's just like, is there is there a design that you're like super stoked about? Well, there's like one that's based on um, the original Donkey Kong arcade game. Oh. There's one that's based on Tie Fighters. Oh. There's another one that's borrowing into PlayStation a little bit, oh. and I'm just begging to get sued. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> get it while you can, it's guys. A fun game to go. play. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to our Reddit because Noah Please Fuerte and do. other users like to put together a what we're into this week su- uh, thread. Yes. And I'm going to read one that uh, when you guys were reading off your your powers. Yeah. I read it and my uh, eyes got really wide. So, so you, were, you were paying attention to us. You were uh, reading this. Right? I Go on. listened from Will Frick. Uh, they write, I broke both my heels recently, so I've been writing a lot with my buds and playing through the new Destiny 2 expansion. It's surprisingly good. Followed up with Noah Fuerte writing. Hold on, How- hold on really quickly. Are they playing? What did they say what they're playing on? Because I would totally like a team for Xbox. No, they do not say, but Xbox I did want to... I'm going to explore this a little bit because yeah. Noah Fuerte replies with, How do you like the Destiny 2... Uh, like Destiny 2, my friend... Uh, my friend, he was kind of disappointed with it. Also, how the heel did you break both <laughs> your ankles? Yeah. Uh, and Wilfrick responded with, it was disappointing at first, but it's getting better over time. It's slowly getting better. Also, nice pun, but I jumped into the shallow part of a pool. I forgot where the shallow end was, and boom, hit the bottom of the pool immediately, hit, hit the bottom of the pool immediately, and messed up my heels. Ow. Wilfrick, I'm so sorry. That I'm sounds- so sorry. Tweet at me. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Man. Things are really afoot in your life right now. Oh. Mm. So have you been playing Destiny? Um, I did. It's so much better. Like, there's a few games now, and I kind of love 
love the fact that, you know, original gaming, or for me, on the Nintendo 64, was a local co-op experience. Yeah. We needed friends to really enjoy it. And they're trying to do the same here, but it's a multiplayer arena now. Um, there's just Sea of Thieves, Destiny 2. It's only better when you have a solid group of friends. Cool. It's not a solo experience I'm anymore. not... I, I think I'm kind of done with multiplayer games. I, yeah, I'm just, personally. I, I don't have many friends in my friend list. <laughs> yeah. No, I just... Like, I have not turned on my friend list on my PlayStation. I just, like, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to do online gaming. Did I you just, add me ever? I haven't added anybody. No. To be fair, there's another PlayStation in my apartment that is not added oh, yeah. to my PlayStation. <laughs> so there's no one there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like so short on friends to play with. I'm actually playing Overwatch with my ex-boyfriend still. That's where I'm at. Cheers. <laughs> that's why I haven't di- dove into Overwatch or anything. Because it's like, I just don't need to have 13-year-olds schooling me mm. online. That's why I can't play Fortnite or... Pug, you know? Pug, pug, it's like, pug, cool, you pug. have more free time. Good. Good job. <laughs> well, I just, I'm just reminded constantly that my mom has slept with a lot of people. I know, and they always, they won't let you, you live that down. Yeah. They yeah. always, they always like, put really? that out there. You yeah. Mama. <laughs> She's very promiscuous. Mama. Like the young ones. Yeah. yeah. That's where I get it from, right? That's fair. And you mentioned Barry. Barry on HBO. Uh, DJ, you've mentioned this show before mm-hmm. no we we talked about the show i remember i i tried to sell you on it and then we always do this like I, i'll bring up a show and then sometimes like dj's on the fence about it but then he watches it way faster than me and he falls in love with it, it happened with american vandal yeah which is so good it's a it's that show about like it's a true crime thing about a guy who was framed for drawing dicks at a school and then it turns into this really big think piece about how we view ourselves in like the frame of high school and also society like can we break out of the mold that people put us in and it's like and the joke ends after the first episode and it becomes an actual like uh. investigative show which is yeah, really except cool except for this one teacher that is consistently hilarious <laughs> so he was in a nuclear family sketch which yeah. was really cool was I'm amazing. glad you knew which, which teacher I was mentioning yes oh, of course he was uh, in the, the bachelor guy? no in the bachelor that would be really funny in the bachelorette sketch he was the guy with the curly hair and he he played like kind of like a stoner dude and it's kind of the same character he plays in uh, American, American Vandal, Vandal. but That's it becomes cool. really good but anyways Barry it, the premise is it's Bill Hader we've talked about it before but quick refresher he is a hitman that follows a new mark in uh, to LA and this mark is taking an acting class and he goes in to sit in and watch the class and then he actually gets pulled on stage to read a line for th- with this guy on stage and he really likes it mm-hmm. he really likes being an actor and so he wants to pursue acting but he's like wait you're a hitman people mm-hmm. ca- you can't be yeah. in a commercial and like <laughs> then go murder people and like you you rub yeah. the joke it's a great joke he's like oh I don't know if I do commercials yeah. like it's like it's so funny because at first it's a funny joke of like what if a hitman was like an actor and then like the show really explodes is like oh this is a super fucked up he's not like a super good person even though he wants to be yeah if you're a hitman you're, you're probably you're probably yeah. not a good person even though you can see the softer side of him like you're, deadshot like deadshot <laughs> from oh yeah actually yeah. Yeah, that's a good example yeah. yeah uh but um well it's interesting because it starts off and it's bill Hader, and you're and you're you're rooting for him you know what i mean and by the end of the first season you're like oh He's not a good dude. And also it kind of touches on a couple different things, which like it, it does a great job of showing that actors live in a bubble. <laughs> like yeah. they, And there's a, there's a great joke. It's like, yeah, uh, we were ignorant. We took a BuzzFeed quiz. And yeah, it says we're all living our own bubble. Like, yeah, all. And all the actors who play actors do a good job of playing bad actors who are so <laughs> self-obsessed. And yeah. it's like it makes you hate them. But also it's funny seeing Barry, a really normal dude under like most circumstances, trying to understand and deal with and kind of make them kind of like him because he wants to be liked in this group. Yeah. Anyways, don't need to say much more. It's eight episodes, 20 minutes a piece. Yeah, super short. Uh, the way, I like the way it handles violence because it's very it's very direct. 
to the point where it's it can it's either not glamorized be, at all. No, it can be either kind of cool because it is so efficient, but also hilarious, but also terrifying. Yeah. Like like it, it ranges all over that spectrum, uh, and just a lot of really great performances with Henry Winkler uh, and uh, the Fonz. The Fonz. Uh, he also gets the most soul-crushing scene in that whole show because because everybody, <laughs> and it's so short. It's the intro to an episode, yeah. Because everybody wants everybody there wants to be famous, and and it's this really stark reminder that it's like that's not a majority of people. You're just going to be in this class for the rest of your life, and that's yeah. basically it. Yeah, and if you want to just do community theater, that's fine. But yeah. like, yeah, this is the it's tough. Anyways, but like, recommend. I don't recommend it. All right, we've been fucking around. Let's talk about. Barry, wait, I mean, <laughs> sorry. <Let's> so, uh, <laughs> talk about the biggest blockbuster of the summer. Have, have you guys seen a lot of people taking um, photos of their empty theaters when they're watching Solo? Mm, I have not seen that, but I have. that immediately reminded me of when we saw Inhumans on IMAX and it was us and two other fucking people yeah. in that enormous IMAX theater. I can't believe that's we the, did that to entertain as a you. business. That's the biggest waste of money we've ever done <laughs> was uh, of watching that. as a business. That's the biggest waste of money Marvel's ever done. Well, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, our theater for Solo was not as packed as say Infinity War. Mm-hmm. If you're making comparisons, um, also. The response, usually when we ask questions, like we get a ton of questions. This one was not, there wasn't as much excitement about this movie. I've been dragging my feet from day one. Like we started talking about this when Sam and I were doing nerd stories. Yeah. Yeah. Because we talked about Alden Ehrenreich back then. And I was like, I can't believe we've talked about this movie. For so long. For so so long. long. Yeah. So long. So long. So long. So this is spoiler free mm-hmm. right now solo dies oh uh, <laughs> uh i rewind that sorry okay my bad uh, so so spoiler free mod you've been talking about this for years now yeah. <laughs> what are your spoiler free <laughs> thoughts on solo um i always um came into this movie with a lot of trepidation like i we reported on on all the issues with the movie and yes. i think that has really like it it Gave me a bit of bias going into it, and it wasn't a good one. It yeah. was okay, cool. You lost your two directors, you know, uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord, the two, the team up that give you the funniest movies out there. Yeah. It wasn't working. You, Alden Ehrenreich needed an acting coach. Ron Howard came in and had to reshoot like more than thirty percent of the movie. Hearing all of these things, I was like, oh damn, this is not good. Like this movie is going to be not great. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of I went in with that and. It wasn't great, mm. um, but for all like a lot of different reasons. Like I wasn't. I think there's a uh, an expectation that Alden Ehrenreich is supposed to immediately make you feel like it's Han Solo, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a, a really, tough. That's so hard to do. Yeah. And I actually interviewed Ron Howard about that, and he said it was never supposed to be an impersonation. Yeah. He's supposed to borrow from and be his own thing. And I'm like, then why the hell would you make a movie based on a character that we've spent thirty years seeing? Yeah, you know. So that's that was always a tricky part. Um, I think once I'd seen it, everyone's like, what was it like? What was it like? And I went, it's fine. Yeah. I think that's, I think everyone's kind of on the same page though. It's like, it's kind of like movies, let's not compare them, but like when Justice League came out, it, at most people were like, it's fine. Like, it, like people were like, I didn't love this movie, but I'm fine with it. And same, same with this movie. For me, I enjoy, I said this on New Rockstars, I'll say it here. I enjoyed as much as I enjoyed Rampage. There are parts of Rampage I really like, and then there's parts of it that I really didn't, need yeah. at all and also sometimes don't make sense at all i think the specification that it wasn't great i think it's it's interesting because i think that applies for me at least 
to most blockbusters. No, it's hard for like a Hollywood blockbuster to be great. Most of them, it, excitement varies, fan excitement varies. But as far as like movie, the 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 as a movie, it's like they're fine. They they come in, they give you the thrill, and this did that. This did did what most uh, big big tentpole franchise blockbusters did to me. It had a couple cool uh, set pieces. Uh, it had a lot of fun visuals. For me, what made this stand out is I actually thought the cast was really solid. Like I was surprised at how uh, much I liked. Uh, I will say you kind of start with one crew. And I was really on board with that crew. And then we changed crews. And that's kind of when the movie was like, man, now I kind of don't care. Because I like that group of people. Same. And now, even though this group, this new group of people has a lot of characters from future Star Wars movies, and that, I kind of don't care. That, yeah. They work together maybe in this pair and this pair. But then when you see them all together, you're like, man, eh. they're fine. Also, there's another parallel between Rampage and Star. I just thought about this. In Rampage, you see, the, no, you see the game in it, and you're like, wait, the game Rampage exists. The, the tower game exists. And in Solo, yeah. this is the littlest spoiler put in a spoiler review. You hear the Empire March song, Imperial March, Imperial yeah. March play in the movie, and you're like, wait, wait a second. That yeah. doesn't make, wait, so wait, this song exists? Anyways, but for me, for my review, I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to, mainly because I thought I was just going to not yeah. have a good time. Yeah. And so I had an okay time. Same. And they it made some things important that I didn't think was going to be... that. It, or, mm, correcting myself, it made me care about some things that I thought I was going to care about uh, that was established maybe in like a previous movie. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Chewbacca, this is so cool that he has so much uh, room to shine. And he does. And I really do... He gets one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Uh, he has a lot. I no. really like a lot of the stuff that they do yeah. with his character. Um, and you're right. There is a crew. And there's some in original characters that they introduced in this movie that I'm like oh wait I remember why like one of my favorite parts of Star Trek uh, Star Wars excuse me are are these original characters that I'm like oh my god they're so creative and I like what they're doing with them and then you start hearing a Mm-hmm. Because you're like, because yeah. there's only so many places a character like this can go in a movie like this. It's either like, either they die or they're a traitor. It's like there's like never, yeah. <laughs> they never get to live and be happy. It's this or this, and they don't get to move anywhere else between there's a those lot two. Of, there's a lot of like uh, uh, betrayals and like twit, and, and part of it is because it's supposed to be kind of a heist movie. But part of it, it it's it's interesting because my my major. What keeps this movie from being great for me is it is a good chunk of it feels like a checklist. Like, hey, do you want to know where Han got his gun? Do you want to know where Han got his name? Ding. Do you want to know? And it's do you want to know how Han met Chewie slash Lando slash whatever? Ding. But you want to know what the Kessel Run is? To Ding. be fair, I could make the same thing about another major blockbuster that came out this summer. Like, it's like, do you want to see these two characters meet? Here it is. And it doesn't. And it it's. A lot of our, uh, especially now, because movies have gotten so fan servicey, it's like, here's you want these things. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Well, what story are you telling? These things. Here's the things. Okay, we have been a little negative. Let's let's list off a few positives that we have with the movie. I liked Alden Ehrenreich a lot. I was very impressed that. Um, there was so many scenes that I was looking at his performance and I was like, I could 100% see Harrison Ford doing this because it wasn't an impression. It was taking the mannerisms and the attitude of a young, still cocksure Han Solo, but not not having to experience to back it up the same way the Han we meet. And I was I was actually, he he impressed me a lot. 
And uh, if you've seen him in Hail Caesar, he's he's tremendous. He's a tremendous performer, and I thought he made a, some really smart decisions. I think Harrison Ford himself said he made some smart choices, and I and I agree with that. Mom's not having it. Mom's, no, I'll tell you Mom what. looks like she she's going to call it, Tim over. You could, <laughs> tell, you could tell he was focused on trying to land a, like a couple of things. It wasn't natural and effortless for him. He had to apply a lot of effort to get there. And the number one thing is Harrison Ford has a deeper receptive in his voice, and Alden Ehrenreich, his natural speaking voice is like an octave higher. So you can see him like trying but to bring young. it down here. You can he's see, young. Younger people, it's like he's helium. like, he's like this he's is like, high. He's when like I'm, ten years from now. My voice is going to be, He's can't like, even hear it. So Alden Ehrenreich's Han Solo is like two years younger. Alden Ehrenreich's like two years younger than Harrison Ford was when he took that role. He's younger. <laughs> exactly. And he like had a growth spurt when he was 23. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And he looks so petite. Uh, he, he looks so small. Yeah. He's bite size. Yeah. Like, Han's like, well, Harrison Ford's like 6'1", six 6'2", six and Alden's like 5'9". Yeah. That from, and I could tell. Yeah. And it, I... They, <laughs> What was a, what else did you like in the movie? <laughs> you know what? I like the realization that Disney and Star Wars is no longer catering for someone like me. And I've accepted that. Wait, if they're not catering for somebody like you... They've already got me. I'm going to see the movie no matter what. Who I are they catering a, for? Because there's... The new audience. There's some, the people that haven't seen the well, original Here's the trilogy. thing, though. Where there's, there's something we're going to touch on in spoilers that like was a moment for me where I'm like, oh, there is no casual audience anymore. Because yes, if you were, if you were just a casual person, there's a there's a twist at the end of the movie that is like if you just casually watch Star Wars, this would make no fucking sense. But it's a 14 second scene, and I don't think that that's going to stop them from enjoying the rest of the movie. And in fact, I went on premiere night and I had a big chat with hardcore fans about it and people that have either never seen it before or never really liked or enjoyed Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the people that love Star Wars and are huge fans, they were shell shocked. They were like trying to compress and they were trying to be able to you know, articulate why they felt empty. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, the really casual fans that were like, that was awesome. I loved it. And I obviously sit in with the people where I was just like, wait a second. What did I actually get from that? What did I even learn from that? Mm-hmm. Being a hardcore fan that has really like been inundated with the new canon and I actually know backstory galore. I'm here going it's so surface level. I didn't actually, I had to be sitting there going, yay, Tandy Newton mentioned Bosk. Fuck yeah. Like that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's all I get. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, we can get in this discussion in spoilers. I'm glad those were the positives you had of the movie. Um, um, Sam, what were positives wait, you had? I, I, I really, really liked the Land, um, Lando L3 team up. They were cool. unstoppable, much better than Alden and um, Chewie, and I'll tell you why. Han was just like, hey, I rescued you. I need someone who's strong. Basically, I'm using you so that I don't die. And Chewie and goes, like, he barks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Um, whereas Lando and L3 had an intellectual relationship. They had each other's back. It made more sense. They were mm-hmm. a unit, like a force together. I wish that hardcore nerd here, and I think this is going into, no, it's going into spoiler, but I just needed a little bit more of a reasoning why these two would stick together. I mm. needed it to be deeper than, well, why not? There's no other reason. Yeah. You know, like a <clears throat> life debt. <laughs> so Wookiees, if um, you save their life, they are indebted to you. Yeah. Yeah, and that, <laughs> I guess. could have done it, but they didn't. Well, they didn't do it. Sorry. Well, Sam, they kind of did it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sam, what did you like? I like the aliens. <laughs> there, there were some cool creature designs. <laughs> yeah, I, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish we spent the time and money, money and care 
that we're allowed to spend in Star Wars movies and other sci-fi properties and like original sci-fi because properties. Because fans make it such a big maybe it's a directive from Lucasfilm of how many pract- how many practical aliens they have to have like they hire real aliens. No, yeah. they, uh, they <laughs> no they they really put in a lot of effort and for the creativity tell. and and making them look like this is a, oh this is how this creature would move. Yeah. Like there's a cyclops there, there's a there's two scenes where you have uh, like gambling like a like a poker adjacent game no, that something we've never seen in Star Wars. Before. Exactly. <laughs> They've never seen gambling of any sort in these movies. What a great fresh take. Casino. Yeah. <laughs> in multiple different movies. Yeah. Uh, but I. But those scenes were really cool because you got to see that you you saw the physicality of the different aliens, and I thought that was really fun. And the different worlds you go to, you fall into different. Like uh, Star Wars only has like three that they go to. It's like you go to the coal planet, you go to the, the underground metal factory place, and then you go to the desert place. It's like that's. Yeah. There's where you go. Yeah. Them's are the that's the deal you get because that's where most of, that's the cheapest places to shoot. Yeah, I get it. But I enjoyed those aliens. I I enjoyed as well Alden's performance. Um, it just at a certain point I stopped thinking about Han about like oh Harrison Ford. Also, again, not a hardcore fan, so I was able to detach more from it. Yeah. Donald Glover for me sometimes it was harder because I was like I love Donald Glover so much that maybe I put too much pressure on him in my head so I think sometimes, I'm the same place sometimes he I was like too much pressure on himself yeah because mm-hmm. also like Lando means a lot to a lot of people and because he there's literally like nothing about him for like people who just watch movies so they want to know more but it turned out to be just more of exactly what you already saw which was with it, at the very least with Han you had a you got to see like this is where he came from this is where he went this is his interactions with other people with Lando it was like him L3 and then him gamble 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 yeah Yeah. Um, but I I did enjoy his physicality but I was bummed that uh, two really cool original characters didn't get more screen time Yeah, Uh, and I did find out one is played by Jon Favreau which is really cool you called it it's Jon Favreau or it was like uh, Joe Pesci light or uh, wait wait Jon Favreau has a similar speaking voice to it's like a fast-talking New York mm, ding, 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 blanking. I'll, I'll let us to know, the audience. But, but yeah, you mentioned something cool. So I'm kind of lukewarm on the new Star Wars, except for the production design in all of these movies is, is so... Again, it's just be cool to see other movies be allowed to take the care in crafting their worlds because there's a there's a worm alien in this movie that's just so cool it is yeah it looks cool it looks like it might be practical and the fact that i can't tell is a testament to they the shot it, put into they it. shot in a very specific location where you could hide if there was a little bit of cgi very yeah. smart that was a bit, and it just added another like when the, when that scene progressed it added another layer of like oh that's why this whole place looks this way. It's like yeah. because of the physical, the, the physical attributes of this creature. And I'm like, oh, cool. And that's something I want from Star Wars is like, oh, that's something I haven't seen before. Like, like that's something I enjoyed in Rogue One when they had the city that was in between two asteroids. Mm. Stuff like that. Okay. You know? Also, Paul Bettany. He was, I think he was my he was favorite character. Oh, yeah. And like, and just because it, I like seeing him have fun. Like, it, it was uh, near in the third act, he has this great back and forth with Alden of like talking about like the, the uh, MacGuffin of the movie it's like you're talking about this uh, other blue energy stuff um trust me not spoilers no. um but also earlier you see you see what kind of threat he is and also weirdly whatever alien he is or whatever he's got going on it, it has like it changes throughout scenes which is really cool well he's got 
I don't feel like this is spoilers, but he's got scars on his face and in his eyes. He looks like a deflated puffer fish. A little bit, but he like there's elements of that that changes when he gets more angry or Mm -hmm. like if he like starts getting stressed out. It's cool that that changes, and um, which I yeah I really like that too. And I do like the performance from Amelia Clark. Yes, I did. Regardless of what I feel about her character that's a different we'll get into that i think we're getting we're we're coming up to spoilers now um but i did enjoy her acting i think yeah i think we said this uh, acting across the board i feel like was good some people who have to lean more into impersonations that could definitely you can start poking holes in that more Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. you should because they are living up to a character Mm -hmm. and I'd, I'd found uh, two things that I liked. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Gone. So I really liked the wardrobe design. I yeah. love the fact that they were having a retro approach. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, they're subtly reminding you this is before the 1970s music uh, movies. Yeah. So you've got afros. You've got 70s style. And yeah. um, I really liked how they kind of mixed a retro feel in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when they looked at, like, monitors and stuff like that. Yes. And they kind of had that old, like, tube television feel to him it was nice I was really cool. I dug that again a lot. the aesthetic the production design yes. just on point with all it worth watching these movies just for that stuff yes and the cinematography I thought was really really there's well done there's one shot of I guess it's not it's probably not a spoiler of Han it's it's a, iconic from other movies but where he's shooting and he backs into the Millennium Falcon but yes. the way they shot it was like that was yes, so gorgeous, cool gorgeous wasn't it and they really utilized that that the that prop of the Falcon yeah. and like going weaving in and out. I, it was actually really beautiful. Yeah. And there was some really I, it, production design also goes into when uh, our crew is going to like the main where the main fight is for the planet or for the movie. Mm-hmm. The the way we see different parts of space and the way that they talk about it felt like the mo- the most we've ever talked about how space works for this universe because it's always just like bing bing we're going from planet to planet to planet but like there's a lot of stuff there should be a lot of stuff in between if you've figured out how to do interplanetary travel yeah. Yeah. so I, I do like that we explore that a little bit and it's like some places are super duper dangerous yeah. but there's a big plot hole about one of those places that we can go to and we okay, can talk spoiler, about that spoiler. in a second well yeah. before we go into spo- are we ready to kind of do our ratings and let's do ratings way? okay uh, unless you had another point you wanted no, to get in no, I was just seeing if we were ready to do that I was thinking because we like to choose a fun number he does the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs is that under the, 12 less, under, than, less, less than, than if you round rounding down, down. Uh, <laughs> I liked that yeah, yeah. I liked you round that. down so obviously yeah like fabricating the number a bit and I was yeah. like that makes sense that's character on point yeah, yeah so out Spoiler. of 12 uh-huh. out of 12 what would we rate Solo, a Star Wars story. 12. 8.75. 8.75. And Which let, sounds how, uh, for a second, it sounded really high to me, but then I remember we're talking so about it's a 12. It's above average. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So six is average. Six is a, technically a five. So then I was going to give it a 6.75 out of 10. So mm-hmm. then I think it's What do you think letter grade that is? Your 8.75. Oh, she's. C plus B minus. Okay. I think that's exactly where I'd be too. You said 6.75? I think I enjoyed it a little. Out of 10? Out of 10. So that's, uh, I, I'm doing 8.5. Oh yeah, eight point. Eight point two five. I give it a. No. I give it slightly higher. Uh, I'd give it like a nine or nine point five. Because you are less of a Star Wars fan, yeah, so you therefore by my Garrett, my Garrett scale yeah. that we're using for Star Wars talk. Of course. Yeah, the less of a fan you are, the more you enjoy. And, okay. and, hey, and that's not bad. The and, Garrett uh, scale. Say yeah. with me on three, one, two, three. The, the Garrett, Garrett scale. scale. Yeah, I give it. A, I give it a solid B minus. I think. Yes. Yeah. Go which ahead. Is, take a, take a is, swing at that. Have, have we determined that it's at seven point five? Is that what we've determined? No. 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 Up. Eight. Eight point two five. Cool. I said eight to eight. like a nine point five. Someone there you in go. the ma- someone who can maths. Can you? Tell oh, that's me. no one here. No. Well, that's <laughs> oh, no, no. That's oh no. 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 That's no one here. Uh, Danny Boy gives an eight, and they say it's a fun movie. Enjoy it for what it's uh, for what it is, not for what it could be. Ooh, what a great 
headspace. Uh-huh, and a lot of people are agreeing that uh, Paul Bettany is awesome. That's yes. awesome. Uh, <laughs> Paul Bettany will never be as good as he is in A Knight's Tale. I've never seen him in A Knight's Tale. Neither have I. You've never seen A Knight's Tale? No, no we've that... never seen him in A Knight's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd cut out that part of the movie. No, I've known, I don't know that movie. He plays Jeffrey Chaucer. Uh-huh. Oh, guys, it's uh, so... Jeffrey, Jeffrey Chaucer, you, he, you say. Well, he's, a, he's like a famous like, poet and writer. He's like, oh, okay. He was like the, the Shakespeare of his generation, basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oh, he, guys, it, it's, it's a really great movie. It's like painfully miscast like uh-huh. half the movie it just like doesn't make sense you got shannon sossaman who's like the most modern looking girl on the face of the planet and she's playing like you know the high lady basically yeah. Of, yeah. of the times and, and that's uh and heath ledger looks like he's just jumped out of the surf and all of a sudden he's a knight and yeah. you're like sure mate now i know what movie you're talking yeah. about yeah. i was like i felt like this is the heath ledger one yeah and i've always seen that at blockbuster when i was a kid it was always oh. there yeah great and never i never rented it we'd always rented those like b-movie knockoffs of do you remember that blockbuster they'd still do it now it's just on netflix but like when a popular movie came out there'd be like a flood of like b-movie versions atlantic of it. rim atlantic rim that's on hulu and you can watch it my friends in it uh, it's, it's so not good uh but uh, when da vinci code came out there was like death in front of the mona lisa and it was like what are you talking about this is so stupid and it was just like a photoshop like dead body in front of a monticelli code yeah <laughs> pretty good really quick before we get, keep going in the episode i wanted to give a quick shout out to someone who actually helps us make this episode and this show work yes our friends over at simple contacts now simple contacts is the most convenient way to renew your contacts lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes it's vision care for the 21st century i've used them guys so i got some info i want to give you and i'm going to tell you about my experience with them because it's been really easy super helpful now if you need to renew your prescription it'll take you can just take a five minute vision test from your phone or computer Right there, on the go. It's reviewed by a licensed doctor, so it's legit. Uh, you receive a renewed prescription and reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contact you know, information, an internet connection, and 10 feet of space. And hey, if you have an unexpired prescription, you can just upload a photo or your doctor's information and order your lenses. That's how easy it is. It's so convenient. There are a million things demanding your time nowadays, and contact lenses shouldn't be one of them. With simple contacts, you can renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in minutes. No more doctor's offices or waiting rooms, all right? And it's so fast. Like we said before, it's a vision test that's self-guided and takes about five minutes. Think about how much time you're going to be saving by not making an appointment and getting to the eye doctor, taking time off. It's designed by doctors and licensed ophthalmologists review every test carefully to make sure your eyes look healthy and that your vision hasn't changed. And they offer all the brands and types of lenses you're familiar with so you don't have to worry about anything. Also, Simple Contacts has been rated five stars over 3,000 times on the App Store. All right? Save some money. The vision test is only $20 compared to that of an appointment, which without insurance could cost over $200. And the contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free. And best of all, we're offering a promotion to our listeners. Now, I've tried them out. It was amazing how quick it was. I did it on my computer because I was a little nervous to do it on my phone. But then I went back and did it on my phone so I could reorder some more. I got... So, I have so many lenses now. It's yeah. so nice. It was it was shockingly easy. Just it was it talks to you and it just shows you what you need to do. Dope. You walk back from your computer, you read out what you need to, you know, read, yeah. and then you it will just measure like what it will like record your findings and then send it to a doctor so That's they can review so great. it. It's awesome. So, to save $30 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com/answers or just enter our code answers at checkout. Again, that's simplecontacts.com slash 
answers. answers. Or just enter our code answers at checkout. It's so easy. Saving $30. That's not a bad deal. Exactly. And just to make it just make it clear, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. That's still important. But if you need to re-up your prescription ASAP, sign up with simple contacts. Use our deal. We got you covered. I'm back to the show. All right, spoiler talk. Hold on. Real quick. I'm going to get my rant out of the way. We need to fucking quit it with these dice. The dice have never fucking mattered. And all of a sudden, because in Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's like, no, this is a big deal. Now it's like there's like six different times where they zoom in on the fucking dice. The dice don't fucking matter. I think they were in one shot in A New Hope. They don't fucking matter. Stop trying to make him a thing. I like Stop it. trying to make dice happen, Gretchen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to put this out there. I was fine with them. At first, I was like... <laughs> no, I think, agree. It's a bit of overkill. I, at, at the beginning, I rolled my eyes. I was like, Jesus. And yeah. then later, when they do the switch up, I was like, oh, it's sweet. I mean, it feels like fans, remember, you're now wasn't in on a su- joke. <laughs> wasn't he supposed to use those dice to have won the Falcon from Lando or yep. some stupid dog shit garbage? Fuck those dice. I don't give a shit about those dice. I did like... You know what surprised me? Because I was ambivalent going in this movie. Two things that surprised me. One. I was actually surprised that I enjoyed how he got his last name. Yeah. Because I thought that when they were doing I'm like, I wanted to roll my eyes. And I'm like, I actually like the way the yeah, scene's same. playing out. Yeah. And then I liked the scene where he met Chewbacca. Chewbacca definitely. It was a nod to the Rancor scene. Yeah. Um, when they're the monster and yeah. you're like, oh, what kind of alien is it going to be? And then if you see the feet, I'm like, what the hell? It's just and a it's like, muddy chewy. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Man, that-, that actor went through so... They put him in every <laughs> worst place to wear all for suit. It's like, you're going to be in the mud? It's like, excuse me? It's all the <laughs> so, mud. Yeah, you're the first time playing Chewbacca and yeah, you get to be in the mud and also desert planet. It's yeah. like, no, no, it's also by the ocean so yeah. you might get wet too. It's good. <laughs> a bit of salt spray. Yeah. Um, I interviewed him and I had to say it. I was like, dude, how often do people comment about your height? He was like, oh, every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's, um, especially in elevators, that's when people will bring it up the most. Yeah. Oh, you are tall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like Swedish or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. He seems. Junie? Junie? There was a, we found out recently that, you know, Clifford, the big red dog, like the, the, the children's yeah. character. Yeah. The reason why he's so big is because his owner, a little girl, loves him so much. So he grew. And I'm like, that's probably why he's so tall, too. Then, he's just so loved. He's, he's so, so loved. loved. He's such a nice guy I mean, i'm nearly six feet so there you go mm. uh, <laughs> there, there it is there it is uh spoilers. spoilers i wanted to say oh yes i'm bummed that uh rio durant which was the forearm yes. pilot that yes. they had rio. had to fucking die you know what and l3 Hold had on. to fucking die when we went to when we went to last jedi yeah there was a tall ass boy that came up and we had a, you and i had a conversation about it because it's rare that somebody's taller than me and so it's always a weird experience for me because I'm not looking used to looking up to people. I think it was him. I think I, it was the new Chewbacca actor because he Judy. was also yeah. I think it's that boy. Yeah. When he did lo- you meet him? Yes, he it was. was. I got to and I didn't we know. We didn't talk to him. We were just we, stunned. Weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, I was feeling weirdly threatened, and I could have been hanging out with new Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. now you know what that's he, like. He actually did all the voices for it. Like he made all the yeah. Cool. So he would get. Apparently, like he actually was written lines of dialogue. So Kathleen Kennedy would like obviously it's like chewy noises, and then what it was in English that he was trying to articulate, so he knew how to emotively get that across. That's fun. Yeah. And he, did he know how to do? Oh, you interviewed him. Did he know how to do that before? Or did he have to teach himself? He practiced a lot. I don't. But know. now he can. Now he can effortlessly. 
he I was teaching me how school. to do it. I yeah. follow him on Twitter, and he's like, "I do that every day now. I can't help myself." <laughs> well, he said, "Yeah, I have to practice." He goes, seven minutes. You seven minutes a day, every single day. You just have to try it." And There's like, one okay. scene where they ask <laughs> okay. him a question, and Chewie's making Wookie sounds for what feels like five minutes. And it's <laughs> like I get. Or he's like, "Where are you from, Chewie?" <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> it just keeps going. I'm with you. You could have put subtitles on the screen. Uh, nice. Rio was forearm guy, right? Yeah. And then Tandy Newton's character. I love her name. Again, Tandy Newton. You've got no. a computer in front of you. Where? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were that crew. Everything. I actually was surprisingly. I enjoyed the movie uh, through the train heist. I really liked the train heist. I Why thought that was really fun did and dynamic. Tandy die? Seriously, what a pointless death. Yeah, like, and then it, it turns out they were trying to articulate that. They got it. Hey, remember those guys that killed? Basically, killed two of our crew members. One of them was the love of your life. Apparently, Woody Harrelson. Guess what? They're good guys. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> well, I mean, technically, what? they didn't kill her. She did it. She pulled the yeah, trigger. But, but you know, but if but I were don't Woody, show if I were... me how in love these two characters are, and how much I love them together, and it's interracial, and it's so sick, and they've got in joke Val. They've got all these in jokes, and then she's like, "All right, guys, this is a real big job. So, right, let's make it happen." And then it's yeah. been nothing. And then it's nothing. And then like, Woody Harrelson doesn't than seem that. to care. Nah. Like, oh, it's never brought up again. Yeah. And I, we talked about some new rock stars that, like, that maybe it seemed like there was going to be importance to who Pirate Lady is, that it was going to be They're Val and Beckett's daughter. Child. Yeah. And then that. But it just felt like they were that setting that been up. Silly. No, that would have been off. Yeah. That would have been silly if it was the daughter. Mainly because when they're talking about, like, oh, are you planning for so and so? And they're like, they don't even mention the name of the pirate, even though if it was a pirate, you should tell your crew that maybe pirates will come. No, they did. There was a whole lengthy yeah. conversation before the train heist. Yeah. They, they talked that about pirates. Yeah, they're like, this guy should be coming. He's like, no, nobody else should know. The pirates will definitely not come. And that's when the pirates show, showed up. She's like, I told you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you fall asleep in that part? I mean, a lot happened. <laughs> like a lot happened. Yeah. Um, I think there was a little payoff, and the the the, the third act was. I mean, I was talking to, with Sam about this on New Rockstars. It's split into two things, and one part of it's really, really great because there's unpredictable plot twists that I did not see coming and in a very predictable movie that was exciting for me but then there's this like exposition about the rebellion starting for the first time and hell if I was in that conversation I'd be like snooze I don't even care I'm not excited about the rebellion you're boring shut up also I didn't know what the hell Crimson Dawn or whatever the goddamn gangs were for half the actually all the movie they're like Crimson Dawn we have to talk about it it's like I don't know what it is I need a face I need a visual you know all I can see like like, the Jabba the Hutt is so good because you know it's the mafia lord basically And it's threatening, and he's his wad, and he's got so much power. Like, and that's the thing for a giant turd to be able to be threatening, and it doesn't even have arms. Yeah. Like that is powerful to me. Yeah. And like Paul Bettany does a really great job. But that's it's like, a symbol of power in your head. <laughs> this is job of the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, yeah, it didn't really for me. Really bad. My thing that I didn't enjoy was that it was super, super surface level. It oh, didn't yeah. get deep with characters. It didn't get deep with purpose. It didn't get deep with shit. Yeah, they never talk about Chewie and all those people that go down into that pit. They said he ate him. We don't know. He might have just crushed him to death. They, did they say he they totally ate, ate him? him. He totally ate him. <laughs> yeah, okay. there's, there's a shell of a Hey, suit. listen, Chewie wasn't willing to eat that porg, even though he already cooked it and killed it, all right? I mean, that's later. He grew up. Chewie's a survivor. Chewie okay? should have eaten that porg, is all I'm saying. He, after killed, he after 100% you, ate it. After you kill, cook and killed the porg. He Go just ahead didn't and do eat it. it. He just didn't do it in front of them. Okay. He was like, oh, turn around. I'm going to choose to believe He went into the bathroom in the Millennium Falcon. I did like seeing Millennium Falcon like really clean and like really like brand well, new. Well, it's Lando's take on it. Yeah. 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 I'm also glad it. that they, they didn't make it, they allowed it to not look like the Millennium Falcon at mm. first. Like it had different things. It's a different ship, different I, owner. Yeah. I feel like 
a lot of stuff is like, no, it's going to look the same or else fans are going to freak out about it. And it's like, no, it's earlier. Let it be different. There's a cape room. Yeah, Speaking exactly. of things I hope that... that cape room is still in there. I hope like... <laughs> boarded it, up. <laughs> I hope there's a scene in episode nine where they're trying to find a spot and the cape room just... All those capes are still just there. Yeah. yeah. They use them as disguises to get out yeah. of there. And they're expensive. And I, I like that joke. And I'll, yeah, you're right. The L3 and Lando had a more convincing relationship. And I really liked L3. And of course, she had to fucking die. L3, a little bit on the nose. It's like she had one agenda and they pushed it a little bit too hard. Equal rights. It was also weird to me that she got to have her robot rebellion at the same time Chewie found the Wookiees. And yet one was way more important than the other one. Yeah. And that's the other thing. And so also Chewie's like, Wookiees- oh, my people, finally. I've been literally a prisoner where I've been a toy and entertainment for someone for so long. And all my life goal is to save my people. I see my people. All right, peace. I'm going to go with this guy who I just met. What's his name again? Well, I think I think he, he can't say it right, so he doesn't. Know. Right, right. Yeah. I think he resolved the issue with his people. We don't know because I don't speak Wookiee. But all, although all of, people, there were three people there. Yeah, there all, were his people, though. Man, that other Wookiee, but that was like. It looked uh, like Wild Boy. Remember, Steve did a bit off of what was it, Wild Boy, and something else it was an old like seventy. Uh, uh, it looks like the original show. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Apes makeup. It looks like someone put on one of those masks you could buy. Yeah. yeah. It was a little rough. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and you're right. And also, wait, I'm confused how droids work sometimes because it's like, wait, there's obedience discs on them. It's like, couldn't you just, I don't, and she just program it, it? Couldn't you just program the robot to, to do robot things? Also, apparently, humans and robots are able to do things. Get sexy? And I don't know how that works for the robot. <laughs> are they programmed to feel good that was a good know. joke I it was like a good joke, joke also but i feel bad for all three because her whole thing is about freedom and now she's trapped in the millennium falcon forever <laughs> I, when we were on new rockstars like i think it was philip we brought up he's like, it's like it's kind of sweet because like part of her is now in the ship and the ship's kind of alive and i was like yeah but she wanted to be free yeah. like yeah. a free being do her own thing and it's like no now she she just it by episode eight, she's in the trash heap and yeah. she gets picked up by a couple kids. Yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. super great. Oh, uh, wow. Also, uh, I just plot hole for me tentacle octopus gigantic thing yeah cool moment when it gets sucked into the maw too long and it way too long it got it took forever to get into the goddamn sink drain but it, it it's kind of cool that all of its skin got ripped off of its skeleton that yeah. was cool i missed that but also uh it was sitting right next to it for millennia <laughs> and yeah. like it didn't just scoot a little bit it's a it's the size of a planet and yeah. like it didn't just get a little bit closer and get sucked in Plot stuff, kind of dumb. Uh, I did like the castle. I will say though, I the, the way that the castle run, the way they get around it, because I know you you're the one who explained to me how the castle run like works. That's yeah. why it's like he did it under twelve parsecs, but like parsecs and, is not time, distance, it's not time. Yeah. yeah, so he, made, he basically took the world's most risky shortcut that no one even knew existed. Yeah, which is cool, which yeah. is awesome, and I, I like that. That it's a cool way of in, uh, integrating into the story. Uh, and I, I'm out of all the lore that we explored for Han, that was my favorite thing. I if Chewie and him were already friends at the beginning of this movie people would be like but it's an origin movie I would have been fine with that but I'm glad we explored that and the and at least I did feel some stress with that scene so. uh, it's interesting in, in the new Star Wars world it's like we're uh, slavishly adhering to practical creatures but also giant CG squid monsters are now there's a thing in every one, one oh of my these God, movies there's always now. a bigger fish you yeah, know ever, ever since ever since uh, episode 7 and we got the whatever that thing was rolling around the tunnel. No, it's like we got it in Rogue Phantom One. Menace. We got it. What's the squid uh, thing? In- when they go underwater and there's uh, all yeah. of those giant creatures eating each other one by one by Bigfoot one. Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Yeah. That is Bigfoot yeah. and Wild Boy. It looks, it looks like Bigfoot from Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that, one, that one extra Wookiee. Okay, we've talked around a little bit. Um, as a Darth Maul fan. Yes. 
I love I, that moment. I, I enjoyed that he was included. However, I was like, is this ever going to get paid off? Didn't the TV show already resolve? I think we got to kind of... And also, yeah. if you're a casual fan, what? how the fuck do you interpret this? Because you're like, wait, that guy from all the way back in episode one? Like, if you haven't paid attention to the shows, you have, you just watch a movie when it comes out. You're like, wait, To be what? fair, every person watching this now that's like really invested probably was... Besides classic fans, they grew up when the Noom trilogy yes. came out. So we and all... Mall is. And everyone gets the mall face paint when you go well, to the no, I, I'm fair, not saying that so. they don't know who Maul is. I'm saying, how the fuck is he alive? No, we don't have to know that. We don't have to know that at the at all because it can always that that we get that oh oh that person's not actually dead tease in na- name a genre that yeah, happens. that's why, like in, that's why it's a, called the nerd genre because nerd is an acronym for no one ever really dies <laughs> there you go I, it they just, can't it just how do we like make a, money it felt like such a deep weird cut like also is this where you'd I'd expect Maul to show up in was the he Obi- Red Crimson one? then yeah, Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Crimson Dawn. Yeah, he was, he the was one in, cha- or in charge of it. Got and it's like, is this ever going to get paid off? And if it gets paid off, will it be in a solo sequel? Like, Maul's not. I don't associate Maul with Han Solo. No. Hey, fun way to bridge the pre- f- a slightly fun way to bridge the prequels to the regular trilogy. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not uh, against it. I am a little bit salty that it's clear. It's obvious that the Star Wars movies and shows get along way better than the Marvel movies and shows do and that bums me out. Oh. A little salty. Yeah, because they because Rogue One had a character from the shows and mm. it's like why can't we What was that it? one? Uh, uh, Force Whitaker's character was in Clone um, Wars. Yep. And it's like and then Maul had a whole backstory in the shows and I was yes. in the movie and it's like Maul's backstory was sick and he's in um, not only Clone Wars but uh, Rebels. Yeah. So he's like Gone to the and it's spider legs both times, right? Uh, yeah, basically. No, he eventually well, gets... Real, but he's like magnetic and but cyborg. That's the, but like, that's the cool thing is when he gets spider legs. Nothing's that's... happening from the waist down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, well, I mean, L3, we don't know what... I mean, who knows what can happen? Yeah. But I also like the fact that it's like... Oh, this is this is Disney or Lucasfilm realizing they fucked up by killing Maul. Like, yeah. well, every time I have those fantasy talks where it's like, how would you rewrite the prequels? It's like, obviously, Maul doesn't die. Yeah, he's obviously, so cool. he chases Obi Wan throughout the galaxy for like two movies, and yeah. you have that extra level of suspense. And General Grievous is not a character; that's then Maul instead. Yeah. But um, for this one, it's like, cool. Now that they've rectified these big problems, who else can we resurrect? Like, who else can we kind of give the life that they deserve? Boba Fett. Well, no, he's getting his own movie now. Yeah. And is James it, wait, Mangold. Hold on. I did not. I don't, can you guys tell me what that is? Sure. What's going on it's, with that? It, it is in development. James Mangold is a part of it. Cool. There, uh, as far as I know, from what I read, no script, no nothing. He's developing the movie for Boba Fett, and there's that's all the info. Cool. I'm done. Yeah. It, he does westerns. Boba Fett would fit really well into a western. Really good. There are some western themes in Han, in Han Solo, too, so I feel like if you were to lean into that yeah. more, it wouldn't be the worst so, idea And this either. is, again, like, this is the first movie, apart from Maul being in Solo, we're seeing more and more, especially with Rogue One as well, it's not about the Jedi. It's about the universe. And I actually really dig that, mm-hmm. because as soon as you get into territory, it's like, all right, we've got force push, you've got powers, you know, it's, it's a little bit more fantastical. Yeah. Whereas here, it's it's more scoundrel, western, you know, it's got a, it's a bit of a different genre. Um, And I think that that's what they're going to go over to with Boba Fett because it's like none of them have Jedi powers. They are the bounty hunters and that's a whole other ball game and that's a lot of fun and that's smuggling and, you know. I'm glad that it it would be something different because we've done two two solo movies now on like... Uh, Star Wars outlaws movies. basically two Star Wars movies on like outlaws kind of or yeah. or teams of people doing something like kind of bad but kind of good in the same time and it's just like they're not that 
Rogue One and Solo for me are not totally different. They're not like they there are different characters and there's different story beats, but they're they're kind of treading the same territory. Yeah, because uh, they're like we're getting a crew together to do a we're thing. We're getting a crew. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand, like Order sixty six was. Um, subjected in the, the third movie and all the Jedi were killed except yeah. Luke. Yeah. So like this for the decades, Jedi don't exist and I think that that's what they're focusing on. It's like, yeah, we could go back and earlier um, but for like a chunk of time there were only ever two Sith, yeah. the Master and the Apprentice mm. and there were a, a, a league of Jedi. There was a Jedi Order. So I think that, you know, you've gone from having all of that and now decades where there's absolutely no Jedi at all and then that's where the Skywalker trilogy picks up because it's you finally got sort of people that have the force again and I like this chunk in the middle yeah it, I but think- it's just it's a bummer that they're both like the both stories we've seen are people that are kind of reluctant to do a thing and then they do the thing and they're kind of well the that's because guys. this is where the Empire is building power because the only well the only person who's got the force is the Emperor and yeah. he is just the biggest master manipulator and he's forming literally like the Empire where he's in charge of the galaxy mm. Because he's got, you know, the only one with force powers, technically, at that kind particular of. time. Well, now it's Maul as well. Yeah. Um, and so that's why you've got the seedy corruption. You've got the mafia. You've got the underground. You've got the, the gambling. It's like that dark and dirty era. Yeah. Speaking of that, I did like the idea of the space yacht. I liked the idea that it's just like this, like, it, it's this, like, wealthy casino. Or not casino, but, like, mansion yeah. on wheels. And it looked cooler than, like, the Star Cruiser, even though it's fun to see, like, the Star Destroyer and everything like that. It's cool that this one looked like something a rich person would actually get yeah. and it functioned that way I would like actually we'll, we'll probably get this in the questions we've got some Twitter questions let's do it we've got one from Rachel at Rach underscore Corinne uh, do you think they're going to continue this storyline with Maul and Kira uh, well, I don't know where Maul and Kira yeah because she's working for I guess she's she's the new Paul Bettany oh that's cool yeah I like that yes would you see would, would it be in Solo 2 and would you see a Solo 2 oof yeah. Is this movie doing well enough for a solo two? I like the setup. I like that we might get to the huts, and I'm interested to see what happens with Kira and Maul. So when you look at trilogies that's happening at the moment with Star Wars, the first one's safe. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens, yeah. super safe. Solo, super safe. Yeah. Um, um, and this is the second one where they take the risk. Last Jedi, holy shit, man, what the hell? Like, that was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that Solo, if it got a sequel, they would be taking far more risks with it. It'd and that's cool. exciting for me. It'd be cool if Ron Howard was just there the whole time. It'd be cool if there was a director that... I had an idea for the first movie and then followed through with that idea. Because that's not movie. what they're doing with Star Wars anyway, yeah. like at all. And JJ, Ryan, inconsistency. And then back to J- yeah, which, which kind of makes it feel kind of all over the map. Yeah. Because it's like JJ, JJ sets, he sets things up and there's no follow through yeah. at all. There's teed up and which then steamrolled. I'm kind of <laughs> glad that JJ's back for the third one, if for no other reason that it's like, hey, pay off. <laughs> like if somebody was like, hey, I hear I'm going to hand you this thing, and like, nope, never mind. I'm going to make my yeah. own thing. Well, it's like, then why, what, what are we what doing? Uh, We've got uh, Robert Christ. Uh, actually, Sam, do, do you, what do you think about the mall, Kieran? Oh, oh for me? Ju- what do you think they're going to continue the story? I thought, I, I said this in the spoiler free, Amelia Clark, she did a good job as Kira. Yep. Yeah. I didn't think a lot of what happened to her made a lot of sense, nope. personally. It was like, wait, we got to make sure... I wanted him to be controlling over her more, whether it's like, I have, like, you're, like I found a family member and I will destroy them if you don't follow my rule, whatever. I, I thought that tattoo was, like, going to kill her if she, like, killed Paul Bettany and it was, like, a cool sacrifice to show that she, like, liked Han or whatever. But you didn't need, like, another female character to die, but I thought there was, like, a cool stake to that, that, like, oh, no, Han, you really don't understand that I'm, like, a slave. Like, I'm, like, a, everyone in this answers to the one mafia done and if you don't follow him you're like, dead you die. Yeah. and I thought that would have been interesting and a cool like new twist and then when she when she does a twist I'm like 
What does this mean? What Actually, was that motivation? I, I, I do. No, I do like that because she keeps trying to tell Han that, like, hey, you don't know what I've been up to we for the fun. years that, you're, that you've been so gone. So it's like, why don't you tell us? We well, need to because, know the audience. Because she's a, she's a criminal. But also, she's in- a criminal now. She wants to be. She wants to get promoted. And because she's a woman, she don't think with her dick. <laughs> she thinks with her brain. Exactly. Boom. But we think. I don't know if you made the joke or if you made the joke, but it was a uh, shit, 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 shit. It was good. It was probably mod. <laughs> Thank you. Well, guys, yeah. totally forgot. So yeah. Well, we'll go. Going. We'll go to this uh, tweet from Robert Chris at What Up Rob. Uh, what fan service moment was your favorite? Should we ripping the ar- uh, the arms off the guy? Jesus how- Christ! I wish we could have seen more of that. I've seen more violent things That's in PG thirteen movie. Like, you could have shown it. Wookies are known to be terrifying. The, their strength is unfounded, and I think that yeah, you really got a good insight of that. And the, you know, you guys know where that mentioned again in a new Ho- a new, new hope, hope? Yeah. where R two D two is playing the holographic chess against uh, yeah. Uh, Chewy. Yeah. And he's like, can I make a suggestion? Let the Wookiee win. Because Harlan says, yeah, if you, if you piss him off, he'll rip your arms off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah There's also, he, he runs off a couple other uh, uh, yes, fan service up. moments. Uh, learning how Han got his name or yeah. gun. Darth Maul, him, Han shooting first or another. I did like that scene where he doesn't, Becca doesn't even get his sentence out and Han, Han yeah. just shoots Boink. him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, mine was the mention of Bosk, I, and I think that could be a little bit of a setup. So if you don't know Bosk, he's one of the famous. Um, Is he the lizard guy? Yeah. Okay. The bounty hunters. Yeah. Um, he got a, a big arc in Clone Wars. There you go. But basically, there's about a group of six or seven of them, and they raise Boba Fett. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what's the? It's like what's her name? Uh, Anna Sung, something like that. Anna Ferris. Uh, Anna. <laughs> she was in the scary movie franchise. Anyway, you've got like it's like a full on awesome like wreck team where they've got a sniper, they've got like the the muscles, they've got the droid, yeah. they've got like a sick team, and they raise Boba Fett and they do all the the bounties. I love that. It was a sniper rifle that he just took off all the parts that would make it a, a useful gun and gave it to Han. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so now you don't have the barrel, so it's a little actually harder to shoot. Yeah. But you still can aim if you want to up Nick near your face. It was like, I like the gun, but the explanation of him just like making it, him just doing it while talking, cool. But I'm like, oh, you had a more useful gun that you just you just threw away yeah. to give him this little pea shoot. Whatever. It was fine. Yeah. I, thought they, I thought we were going to get a joke kind of like in Men in Black where he gives him the little tiny gun. Yeah. It was like, actually, it's really strong, but we it was, it was he just was dismantled just a, a, a more useful gun yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright before we go any further with these solo spoilers let's take a second uh, I want to say hey I want to give a shout out mm-hmm. to Mac Weldon let's say what's up to with Mac Weldon Mac Weldon believes in smart design premium fabrics and simple shopping we just got some Mac Weldon clothing Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing let me get that started right now let me get that in your brain yeah unless because, you're wearing Mac Weldon unless you're, well, then you're already ahead of the game yeah well then you're just gonna like hearing about this about how smart you are because you already own Mac Weldon now uh, we actually grabbed a couple uh, items from yes. Mac Weldon I grabbed myself a hooded sweatshirt yeah Ace specifically is the brand that they're the name of the uh, sweatshirt that they got. I got myself Rab. a uh, oh, what do they call this? A red clay. Ooh. Now you grabbed yourself some uh, shirts, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, I like is that. Correct. You I got like a couple V necks. Yeah, I like I like the V necks. I like a nice, simple, solid color design. But you know, you want a shirt that feels good, and these shirts feel good. In fact, Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts 
undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Which means they eliminate odor. I'm a smelly boy, and these <laughs> things have been doing that. They've been doing their job well. They're doing the they're doing the job. Doing the Lord's work. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. Not only does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, and just everyday life. Just everyday life. Now, here comes the deal. Again, write this down. For 20% off of your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. Here's a spell for you. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. And enter our promo code STUPID, stupid. at checkout. All right. One more time, visit MacWeldon.com and enter our promo code STUPID at checkout. Start dressing smarter, god dang it. Now back to Solo. Barky Pants C137 uh, did Sassy Droids peak with K2SO. Yes. I think K2SO, I think L3. Still my favorite. I think L3 is funnier than K2SO. What? I think Uh K2SO is a lot funnier than L3. L3 was great. She was fine. But like I said, she really had the one agenda. And it was like the one joke where Lando's in love with me. And it was played a little bit too hard. It's like, yeah, get it, get it, get it. I don't know. There was some improv that you could tell that she'd made it up. And it really fit nicely. But for me, K2SO was just such a brilliant character. Who played L3? Uh, um, a, a woman called Phoebe Wallace, okay. I think it is Phoebe something Wallace. She um, wrote a series in the UK that did really well called I think Flea Bags. Was she on Broadchurch? I think the David Tennant crime thing for BBC. I could have my uh, actors mi- mis- mixed around, but I think that's what I because I looked her up too because I was like, wait, I don't know who you are. Because she I, sounds like Brienne of Tuff, and I was yeah. like, holy crap, we've got like I knew she wasn't dead. Give her something what's to it? Do, what's man. it? Right? Some phasma. Well, she wife. wasn't crashing. Uh, my wife loves Brienne, and so she Roger. has been disappointed by the yeah. last two Star Wars movies. Yeah. Because she doesn't She's got such potential. Yeah. And you're just like, all right, cool. I'm going to get your little, the first one. It's like going to get him to have all the fun scenes, and it's a nameless, faceless character. Yeah. And then you've got her just falling. Yeah. And you're like, come on. Uh, I. Uh, Why is she chrome? Why uh, did she get the cool suit? I kind of need to. Maybe I'll give Rogue One one more try, but I really didn't enjoy that movie. Like, I like the coolest part for me is when they launch the when they fire the Death Star at the city, and you watch what it looks like from that point of view. Yeah. Cool from yeah. a certain cool. point of view. Yeah, that's a Star Wars phrase. I figured. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then the rest of the movie I thought was kind of dumb. That's why, like, a lot of the elements that I should have liked, I was watching. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so bored." <sighs> I mean, uh, I like it because there were stakes. Yeah, I actually kind of, Rogue, Rogue uh, One. They don't matter though. Yeah, that's true. Rogue One is still probably my favorite of the new Star Wars movies. And you didn't love it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I, well, I, I love it. It's just that last battle goes on it does. forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny Boy at Shinyverse Seventy Eight. We've mentioned Danny here on the show before. What should the next? What should be the next spinoff they should or shouldn't make? Jedi Academy. Sith Academy. Please show me the Sith Academy. And we are talking, this is going to have to be a couple of hundred years before um, the prequels. Yeah. So this is going kind of Old Republic-ish era. And that is you go into an academy to learn how to be a Sith. Yeah. And it's the same mentality. This is like a bunch of evil people. So it's like you kill or be killed. Yeah. And I think that mentality and what I would love to see is someone who's in the Sith Academy and they're actually not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to make all these really awful decisions and all they want to do is just go into the archives and read. <laughs> Something I would love to see them do. Uh, one, I would love to see them do like Old Republic. Like just do a thousand years in the past, do a thousand years in the future. Get out of this 
what you're in right now because yeah. I've seen it a bunch. Also, now. more than one war ever happens. Yeah. Period. Like you could have an intergalactic war thousand years in the past. But they're using nostalgia to get bums in seats. So yes. it's like, hey, you remember this character? Let's flesh that character but out. We've, uh, we've talked about this on like name nine different shows. We've talked about this. But if you did like a Hogwarts esque type movie but instead of having one school you have the two schools you have the sith and the jedi well, and i have told you about this but i feel like three years now yeah <laughs> i've wanted this since like i did a, a great jedi idea podcast. Yeah. yeah yeah i think i think that'd be great also i think it'd be have cool the young adult young yes. adult audience there yeah. you go well, you, we're getting the disney streaming service and i think that this would be a great live action show yeah oh sign it, me up and i think it'd be a cool way to if they do that i'd like them to flesh out the idea of like because this so much of it's fleshed on uh, or, or is about the force deal with the the force is a concept i think is kind of stale uh and so it's like do something I, there's actually avatar the last airbender one of my favorite lines oh. is when he uh meets king boomy who was his friend in the past and uh boom like do you know about Jin? he's like uh and he's like yeah there's two Jin. he's like no there's like 47 but we'll focus on the two i love a line with that with the force like well tell me what you know about the force there's a light and dark side well, well, no, there's actually a ton of different aspects of it, but sure, if you want to focus on light and dark, fine. Yeah. Do you know about the gray Jedi? Yeah, yeah, But again, that's just a combination of light and dark. I, I'd say, like, have it have the concept of the Jedi be, or the Force be like, no, there's, like, hundreds of permutations of this idea. Yes. It's just now because it's been whittled down to Luke and Darth Vader, it's like light and dark. But really, if you go back a thousand years, we were talking about a bunch of different crazy stuff. Well, there you know is a mean? little bit more. Like, there's how there's interpretations of the Force. So Yoda, he was the one who kind of like perpetuated the Force ghost aspect yeah. and like the you know the astral projection, which Obi Wan was taught. Um, and it was Qui Gon Jinn that kind of focused on the science behind the Force. You yeah. Know? So they actually oh, used the a different. Yeah, Everybody's favorite. They hey. used adaptations of it, but actually, not everyone had access to all of it. To yeah. yeah. get people in seats, how old is Yoda again? He's like super duper old. Like 800 and something. When 900 years old, you are. Look this good, you will not. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. You could do a movie 900 years in the past when he goes He's to school. He's a baby. When I he love goes it. To, he goes to Jedi school. Uh oh, college hijinks. Let's see them. Uh oh. A, a young play. Dooku. <laughs> a young Dooku and see the start of that friction. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Yoda taught Dooku. Then I mean, that could be, even be great. Also, there's a great book called Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, and it is a Romeo and Juliet tale between a TIE fighter and, well, two people that went to the academy together and this happens around the time where the death star the second one blows up yeah um or the first one yeah it's the first one because alderaan um gets blown up as well which is this girl's home planet mm. um and then he defects to the for, uh, to the, the rebellion yeah and it's this gorgeous you know i love you you're my soulmate but we're fighting the wrong fights yeah and it's that would be really really like cool saga. as uh, uh yeah. mod this is for you from danny boy in the chat jedi slash mandalorian war is love that interesting it. i think honestly like if we could get a um, an Obi-Wan movie which we've been talking about a lot in the Clone Wars there's this great arc where Obi-Wan goes to Mandalore to help sort out like as the representative of the Jedi Order to help out what's going on in Mandalore and there's a duchess called Satine who looks like me and <laughs> I really want that role um, and it's like their love story and they are absolutely in love and like it's this thing where she gets killed in front of him and <gasps> it's yeah it's like a really impacting kind of like story arc but it's all about Mandalore so you see Boba Fett's sigil all through throughout this planet and it's really kind of cool to learn about this army and their shit that's going down so that's what I'd love to explore if we ever get a um, Obi-Wan movie which we won't because it'll be the 19 years that he spends on Tatooine yay another desert planet please for the love of fucking god I need more desert sands I hate it it's coarse and gets everywhere no crew wants to shoot in the desert don't do that to them like oh wait 19 years actually he was there for like three months he's like (laughs) 
fuck this. Yeah, yeah the beach planet. It's basically <laughs> like uh, yeah. Oliver on the island in Arrow. It's like, you were gone on that island for five years. No, I, I was gone for five years. I was gone yeah. for two years. I went back to visit mainly was in China yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the payoff if you did an Obi-Wan movie would be right. now that we've established <laughs> that Maul is back that confrontation but I'm pretty sure that confrontation played out on Rebels Maul finds Obi-Wan on Tatooine yeah. while he, Obi-Wan's camping out for Luke and I mean, they fight so it's like still it's done. you can do a version of that also you've mentioned this before and Maul you definitely know this because you know Star Wars stuff but you've mentioned that there's other fun elements that like the legend books would play with with like um, people coming from outside the galaxy who can't be affected by the force they don't. Bong. Uh-huh. I remember I had a friend in high school that was, that was way really? into um, was way into the books and I know there's something called the Yuzon Bong saga and it was this alien species that came out from outside of the galaxy and so the force didn't affect them wow yeah. isn't sick. that cool yeah like that's such a cool like it's just it does does it make any sense? No. <laughs> no. Is no. the force real, Sam? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. But also, it's like, it's the thing that connects everything in this galaxy. I see, yeah. Uh, not outside this galaxy. It's like, wait, so it's not like a law of physics? Mm-mm. Yeah. Just this galaxy uh-huh. far, far away. Yeah. And slightly further is this galaxy where these guys come from, and it doesn't affect them there. Yeah. Which it They're monochlorians. Sense. <laughs> but it would be, <laughs> but like, it would be cool. And I'd like them to at least kind of like play around with those ideas. That way, if you did your Hogwarts type show, mm. do the thing where there's like, uh, you could pull, pull as much as you want from uh, Harry Potter lore, where there's uh, dark arts people training. In the school, and that's a Sith, where it's like, yeah, yeah you want to be selfish? Like, maybe you actually play around with the ethics of it, where it's like, yeah. yeah, the Sith do, in the time of the movies that we watched, they're the bad guys always. But it's like, they were There's no initially... bad and good, and uh, Disney and Lucasfilm is really honing in on the fact that there's no bad and good. It's the dark and the light. It's just the decisions that you make between power and, like, protection. Selfish yeah. and selfless. But yeah. also, in both in both ways they are both selfless and selfish they're yeah. they're different and so it's like play around with that where it's like students who are trying to figure out who they are Moral as dilemmas. people yeah and they're going through puberty and they're trying not to die no. exactly yeah. Yeah, i think it'd be really interesting i mean hunger yeah, games this did is well pod racing harry, yeah. harry potter did that's wizard <laughs> <laughs> i died inside <laughs> all right uh, so that's what i'd like uh we have uh, i wanted to read a few uh comments from the reddit if i may what about our jar jar prequel huh or sequel? What has he been up to? You since shut the, that uh, mouth! You shut your mouth! You had three movies with him. You're yeah. fine. You got yeah. enough of him. You, you, there's no more. I'm just saying. You know, we'll get there eventually if they keep doing this stuff. From run out of characters. Uh, Blue Panda '86. Uh, they write. I just got home from seeing it. I was worried when I first heard about this movie because Han Solo is my favorite character and Harrison Ford is my favorite actor. Yeah. But after seeing this movie. My worry has gone away. Oh, I that's thought good. Alden did a great job as Han. I was able to make the character. He was able to make the character his own. The whole cast was fantastic, with Donald Glover being one of the standouts. <laughs> and the ending with Darth Maul, I freaked out when I saw him. Man, we didn't bring this up, but there were five peop- five da- diehard Star Wars fans in our theater. And when Maul showed up, they oh. were like, <gasps> they were. It was like those Baptist church videos you see online where people are fainting because yeah. they're getting healed. It was like, <gasps> like you got to breathe, honey. You got to breathe because like. <laughs> I actually had a, this is like my, what a wanker moment, but um, I was at the premiere when I saw it, and because I've seen Rebels, and because I'm really good friends with Sam Witwer, who has been voicing. And he voiced him in this as well. Yes, exactly, and so when I heard that, because you know how it was off camera, and you could hear his voice, I recognized his voice straight away, so as soon as he started speaking, I was like, oh, Mm. and then like one, two, three. 
three, you saw him and then the crowd erupted. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Credibility over yeah. here. <laughs> that also, it kind of maybe ties back. Was Paul Bentney's face designed kind of in like an homage to Maul a little bit? Because his like black streaks kind of go up his face, right? And through his skull, like that's how his like skin looks as his alien race. Yeah, it but that's more similar. of like a skin pattern. And I feel like... Um... It looked like a brand. And that's why I thought it was hmm. maybe as like an homage to him. I could be totally wrong. Is that wrong why they were working together? Like they were in the same... So maybe that's again, what the high-ranking Crimson Maul's Dawn people do. backstory is sick. Did you know that Maul is from the same planet that Rancor's originally from? Oh, is that why he's got the... I'd watch a Maul prequel movie. Did you see it in Clone Wars? Did you ever watch that? I've seen... When they brought Maul like back, I watched... I watched... Yes, I watched oh, that arc. So but I didn't watch it. Every, every once in a while when I hear there's a Maul-centric thing, I'll check it out because I think he's really cool because so I was cool. a kid when that movie came out. So, yeah, yeah I thought it was rad. Yeah. Double-bladed lightsaber. Yes, please. That's why... You saw it. I mean, of course, they had to turn it on, so it's like, yes, he still has it, but it looked a little different, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's... What, how long... 20, 30 years later? Yeah, the bad guys are the most interesting parts about these movies. I'd definitely be down to a movie that focuses on Sith characters and exploring, like... Anyway, I'd be I'd be down for that. Uh, yes, so I think... I think we're winding up. No. Uh, winding down, to be correct. Maude, thank you so much for joining us. So, I'm just looking up the planet. I used to know Dathomir. There it is. I knew there it. it. Of course. I knew it. Everyone, it's always on the tip of everyone's tongue. <laughs> yeah. we, always, we always forget. But thank you for joining us. Oh, and it's Aura Singh that is the bounty hunter that um, helped raise Boba Fett and she's, she's a sniper. Look her up. She's, she's like ghost white. Do you want to see what she looks like? I think she's yes. in Phantom Menace, right? And during the pod race, she looks down. That's ex- yes. No. You're exactly right. Wow. No. I've got a nerd over here. Mm. Well done. <laughs> uh, she's pulling up a photo right now. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. Let's take a look. <laughs> let's all take a look let's, together. If you're listening at home, wait. Put the look. headphone up to your eye. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's very blurry there. No. Yeah, it looks like her head goes on forever. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Mod for the kids at home. Where can they find you? What should they be paying attention to? Geekball. So I run a social media, I guess, channel and site, which is basically all geek news, trending mm-hmm. topics. We do fan castings all the time. We also design and create geeky cocktails. Ooh. So we do, we've done themed Avengers cocktails. I think we've done oh, Justice League. We've done the whole bundle of them. Um, and I have actually recently put up a couple of videos where Disney flew me over to Paris to, to shoot some content in a recreated parts of the Millennium Falcon. Great. So Very it was 10, cool. things, so 10 things that I would do if I was in the Millennium Falcon. And the first thing that I would do is turn into Maud Solo, mm-hmm. which I did. Yes. And it became the Maud Millennium Falcon. There you go. So check that one out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And then you also see behind the scenes and vlogs all coming as well. That's so and then exciting. And then interviews with the cast. They were all up on Big Bomb too. And... And, and yeah, at Shop What on Instagram and Facebook, check that one out because we are launching real soon real and it's soon. exciting. That's so cool. And Sam. Patreon have seen the designs early, so oh. shout out to my Geek Fun Patreon. Yeah. Sam, where can the kids find you? At Sam Basher, everywhere that matters. I'm doing stuff over at New Rockstars. Go tune in Sundays, 4.30 p.m. at twitch.tv slash lifenoggin to watch uh, Play Noggin Game Night. That's such a fun show I do with Raina Scully. You guys know her. She's a legend. Mm-hmm. I love that Friend one. of the podcast. DJ ChaosTheoryComic.com Yeah, ChaosTheoryComic.com If you want to see this comic happen If you want to see me do more projects like this Go check it out And follow me on Twitter At DJ Talks Trash Or everywhere that matters At DJ Talks Trash For updates on that as 
we near the end of that campaign. Also, really quick, happy birthday to Julie Leiden, hey. who's watching live, and she's a supporter of our Patreon, patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Check it out. You can watch live yes. every Sunday and Saturday, today's mm-hmm. Saturday at yep. 11 a.m., uh, and also we're going to be doing a Google Hangout later in uh, today when you're listening to this. You already missed it, so suck it. Oh. Uh, but you can join our Patreon and be a part of that crew. It's very exciting, and we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you rate five-star reviews on iTunes. OnlySuperAnswers.com. Those are all the plugs. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.